Welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I am your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is February 10th, and this is episode 159. Welcome, everybody. Hopefully, you're having a fantastic Friday. I am joined by my good friend, Jay, today. Welcome, Jay. What's going on, buddy? Yeah, sorry for the reverb. There, there's always got to be an issue with my mic, right? Whether it cuts out or gives you reverb. I'm glad I could be consistent, you know? Yo, you're always keeping everything spicy in here, and we appreciate that. It's all good in the hood. Got a couple things to talk about today. I know Jay's got some very interesting information coming out with his weekly outlook and things as of right now, right? Continuation of the price action lower looks very likely let's dive right into it as always starting out with our macros taking a look at weeklies here we can see more signs of turning over as far as both eth and btc go ethereum rejecting off of the weekly market structure finally potentially see a weekly candle close of a lower low from the pre previous weeks money flow turning down on both btc and eth and everything all around again looking at rejection right now potential for a massive weekly bearish divergence as far as eth goes and btc we have lower highs and higher highs on our indicators comparing to our price action so not great news as far as the weekly goes for now now of course if we were to see our midterm idea coming back down into the potentially 18 to 19k region and finding bounce in that level without actually TCing our weekly down, we could be potentially trying to invalidate this divergence and smashing through and pushing higher and all that good stuff. Now, the bad news about this is that this divergence, in order to beat it, we're going to have to get above, it's like 45k. So it's going to be a heck of a tough situation here. ETH might have a much easier time because we're sitting, actually, yeah, depending on how you see it, we're going to have to push up a lot in order to invalidate these divs as far as it goes. Now, if we were to do it over the course of like four months, taking our very sweet time doing so, it could be possible. But at the moment, it seems much more likely that we do end up playing out this divergence move to the downside and kind of going from there, wherever we land, we should see a massive bullish divergence come from that. So we're not out of the woods yet. We still have some stuff we got to deal with. We're continuing to make lower highs in the medium term now, as far as the multi-day and daily go. Again, more signs of rejection, things turning down here in our three-day. Red dots closed, everything in that nature. Still looking down daily. Money flow potentially to turn red in the next day or two, looks like. We've already confirmed TC on both ETH and BTC. So... Again, as far as like midterms go, we're more than likely looking for a continuation lower. We may luck out and see some sort of weekend debauchery where we end up bouncing maybe back into the 22,600, 22,800 uh, level, right in our 618. More likely, though, would be our 382 in the 22,200 level. Um, as far as ETH goes, 382 is sitting at around 1615. Makes sense again, you know, we don't really have a lower high converging wave on ETH yet. We do technically have a converging wave on Bitcoin, but it would make sense maybe to get one more if ETH doesn't have one 
if they're going to you know play together they're going to bounce they're going to hit that lower high they're going to reject and then we're going to take another step lower as far as bitcoin goes we've already broken all the lows of the medium term we're already smashed below it we still haven't beaten the low of it's like 20,800 so there is one more decent little support level left here in the medium term that we potentially could continue towards then bounce towards the 382 and then take our larger step down from there it may be something in that case where we come down a little bit more we take the step up and then we take our next step down market structures have restructured lower all that good stuff because at the moment we pretty much are almost on the zero line of the market structures telling us that as far as the four hour goes we pretty much have played out most of this move um now if they restructure from the bottom you know you your bounce potential becomes smaller and smaller essentially taking over here here taking a look at dixie and us 10 year showing signs of topping out here in the us 10 and as far as dixie goes actually hold on here let's go to an actual an actual time frame the four hours are both looking quite strong for a bullish case um continuation very likely as far as everything goes we are breaking through what we were expecting we could still end up rejecting here maybe just extending a little bit higher still rejecting off of what was support now resistance uh, that 3.8% as far as the US 10-year goes. Uh, as far as Dixie goes, we still have resistance up here at 104.6.5, uh, somewhere in that region. So it seems like, again, we have a little bit more room of upside to go before potentially turning back down for a little bit. The overalls of these are saying that continuation up is still very likely money flows potentially at least on the u.s 10-year potentially turning green in the next day or two dixie's still kind of lagging behind here it seems like but overall on its way up the multi days are saying that they potentially could be tc'd back up in the next four to eight days and of course these going up usually have bitcoin and assets and stocks and everything else turning down and continuing down so we'll have to kind of see how next week plays out Again, with CPI data reports and stuff going on, you know, we may have a very volatile week. Hopefully we can just play out the rest of the shenanigans in that week or two and then kind of continue on the path that we were on prior and previously. Stock market, as far as the S&P goes, didn't really move a whole heck of a lot today. Really just kind of chopped sideways for most of the day. Um, kind of feels like we're potentially setting up a bear flag continuation something along that sense in the shorter time frames as far as medium terms go we have hit support is that the 0.5 support if we hit a lower high again on monday let's say we open quite quite well we come up into the 4100 level we're probably going to take the next step down towards 4k if around 4000 points hold this up still acting as support if we bounce on our 618 and our 4k level all at the same time, we may see strength return into the markets. It depends how long it takes to kind of get down there. If we kind of slowly chop our way down there by the end of this month, let's say we're touching that region and then we're bouncing into March, you know, that would kind of work itself out with the timeline of what I see for Bitcoin to bring into that potential 18 to 19K region, finding support, not turning the weekly macros TC down, 
you know, keeping them all turned up. Because again, the macros right now are what's important. If we can save those from TCing, then we potentially still have an upside future coming for us. So, all right, I've talked for about 20-odd minutes. I'd love to grab your perspective, Jay. What are you seeing? What kind of indicators are you using? Yeah, what do you, what do you got for us, brother? Well, as always, much appreciated your uh, overview there. I found the, uh, just looking at the 10-year bonds, right, and just seeing kind of like the correlation with Bitcoin and everything else, it's so interesting getting that even broader perspective uh, and just watching TA play out on something like that. I never would have thought, you know, but it's always really interesting. So as as far as like, I guess, Bitcoin goes, I don't know, I, I'm having kind of a hard time right now debating like if we're going to just continue up for like the next several months here or or not, you know, because I was kind of having that feeling a few weeks ago. And, and maybe that's just my emotion playing as uh, a hand a little bit here. But I think we've had some changes in the market since then as well to kind of justify Um but overall, like if when I'm looking at the daily time frame here, like it looks looks like we're doing, you know, overall, I'm looking for a, or another uh, higher low. That's what I'm on the watch for. Right. Same as you to see if we're going to continue up on this move or if we need to maybe work a little bit lower first and gain more steam. But I am on higher low watch right now. I do see that twenty thousand eight hundred uh, even as low as about twenty thousand three hundred. Maybe I could see us retesting. Um, like the lows here pretty much uh for uh, what day is that the 15th of january so i could see us maybe retesting those lows as well grabbing some liquidity from there uh and then put in like another like lower high maybe potentially continue lower um the more i look at this it's like you did point out hidden bearish divergence on many different time frames including some higher ones like the weekly and it's like yeah, I'm seeing that too. Um, like not only, okay, the daily is playing out the bearish divergences. If you look at, so the RSI I have here, right? Everyone kind of knows what an RSI is. If you don't, it's basically the strength of, you know, the market, the move, right? If we're in the upper territory, it's more bullish. If it's in the lower territory, more bearish. Um, and we had four different bearish divergences confirm off of these highs we just had. Not only that, um, and divergence basically means a lower high um, on the indicator, a bearish one, a lower high, but a higher high on price. So we're just less momentum, right? And and it's like, okay, you know, is this just resetting to put in another higher low and then do another wave up in the RSI maybe, potentially? Um, at the same time, when you look at like, you pull, zoom out further to like the weekly, then yeah, I see I'm seeing the exact same situation with hidden bearish divergence, right? So you get a higher high on the indicator, but a lower high on the price. So it took more power, but you're still lower on the price, right? And, uh, you know, we have an unconfirmed one right now. It will confirm in about two days. If we close where we are, we'd have to close below about, uh, let's see, about 22,600 to confirm this. Um, and like this, this is a pretty... Uh, pretty far gone bearish divergence as well too i mean we're higher than we were in march of 2022 and we were at $48,000 at that point or whatever right so it's like half the price and even more buying power was needed to get it there so how much strength is behind this right um potentially we are also like pretty far up in these uh stochastics this is called advanced stochastic basically every time we get above this dashed area 
or near it, it's usually a turnaround point, typically, right? Um, and on the weekly, sometimes it lingers longer, depending on if it's like a bull, like the bull market, you can stay in the upper zone for a while, but usually you start getting up there, you start turning around. You look at the five day and it's like every time we come up into this area right above this dashed area, eventually once we get the first turnaround point, that's usually all we need. And we just got that. We just had a candle with the turnaround. We actually closed below. So we crossed over to the downside and that could give us a lot of momentum to the downside potentially. Look at how far we could go down potentially, right? Once we get up here, typically you're going to turn around. That's a lot of time that could take if we're going to play out the move to the downside. If that's the case, what are we going to the range lows around 17,000 again, maybe? Maybe. Like, how, how much steam could this move have? Could we just put in another lower low and just actually go down to like the 14 to 12K range? Potentially, yeah. I mean, that could happen. But I think we have a few support levels like you talked about too, right? Like 18, 19. Like, there, we're going to see something there, you'd think, to see like if the bulls are actually going to hold this or not, right? Look at all the support we had before in this previous range. What? end of last year in 2022 mm -hmm. and for us to hold that again would make a lot of sense and we also have fibonacci supporting that as well too so from the 16,000 low we had there at the end of december up to 24k high we just did that's the golden pocket right there 61866 so i mean i think there's going to be a battle for sure i'm i'm just on i'm right now i'm on higher low watch and then continuation to maybe 25 or higher um, I think if we break over 24, then we're probably going to go to 28 or 30, actually. Yeah. Um, but, you know, until that until that happens, I'm also watching to see if this is just, you know, a trap, potentially, because there's a lot of indications and <laughs> from several different indicators, several different strategies, we're both kind of seeing the same results, which kind of spooked me as uh, feeling bullish a little bit. Right, right. I totally agree. I mean, a lot of the... The traditional indicators are kind of screaming right now that you know yields are inverting and uh, retail traders are doing the complete opposite of what smart traders are doing and all these things in the background that usually point towards you know not great future returns are kind of screaming out right now you know and and from everything we've seen in the past the last time i can't remember what the chart was for pete's sakes the last time it was this high was 20, uh, 2008. The time before that was like the 80s. And both of those times have led into recession. There's a lot of things that I think, you know, people are just kind of missing. And we've been talking about it for a year straight of, you know, quote unquote, recession, or at least the mainstream has, you know, it, but it always comes late. And it makes sense, right? Like as soon as the, uh, the Fed starts to uh, turn rates around, right? It usually, it usually is not good for markets when they when they start uh, taking interest off. So we'll we'll have to see. Like I don't think that this year is going to be, you know, a complete differentiating market like different from every other we've had in the past. But it's it's definitely you know it's it's too early to say so for sure. Like all these right. indicators are saying, yeah, we probably have, you know more downside to go all these you know red flag alerts coming up for these guys but you know we, we need to see it confirmed for sure if we hit the higher low we hold the golden pocket as you said you know the same area that i'm aiming for we could definitely you know we could yeah we could we could still bounce into that you know high 20s to 30 
maybe even a little bit more than 30k before actually seeing this thing kind of play out and it may you know it it really makes sense because you you swing low you swing high you fake everyone out you know you push more people into positions people out of shorts into longs they get stuck in that 25 to 30k region yep get everyone all flipped around right 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 exactly people exactly they're bearish now but then it you know it comes down they don't they don't enter it comes back up that everyone turns bullish you know even more people because though they missed it the first push up here that we just had over the last couple weeks and then they get stuck and it it turns around and they're you know they're hooped hey i got an age-old question for you yeah so you were just talking about fud right so, chicken before the egg or egg before the chicken? Yeah. <laughs> Does, is the TA already lined up that the FUD, the, the FUD is just supporting the TA? Or is the FUD causing the downturn and then the TA just feels justified? <laughs> well, there's no chicken without an egg. So I truly believe that the egg came first. The egg, maybe an embryo of cells, you know, to, that evolved into a chicken. And so... Technically egg before chicken, but potentially chicken developed and then laid eggs. So vice versa, man. Yin and yang. So what <laughs> you're telling both. me is I need to buy right now 100x long? <laughs> I think that's what I I'm getting knew it. Yeah, 100%. But like really though, like do you think all of this was baked into the TA already and then the FUD's coming out so people just have an excuse they're like, oh, it's coming down because of FUD, or is in reality, is it coming down because of the technicals? It's always, always, always like that. Literally, the you know the the technicals are there, and then the fundamentals seem to come in and just work with what they're already seeing. Like they're just justifying what's what's there. You know, it's that that's at least for in my experience has always been how it how it's been. There's always the technicals on the charts first. And then, oh, this exchange died, or, you know, oh, this thing went belly up, or this scam, and blah, blah, blah. Like, I don't know. The news always seems to be the, the, the follow-up indicator rather than the leading indicator where you're like, oh, that's a pretty gnarly bearish divergence if we were to turn down here. And then, Genesis died, and blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, like... <laughs> <laughs> exactly kind of all of a sudden along. it's just horrible everywhere and you're like i knew it uh, interesting yeah. yeah right yeah it's when everyone and their mother got bullish over the last like month and a half there though you know it was like i was i there there was a meme i saw where it's like you're bearish because everyone's bullish and then I was like being bullish because they're bearish because everyone's bullish. And it just went on and on because of that, you know, and it was like, how smart are you? You know, but like I was kind of feeling that I'm like, everyone is not not necessarily this group or anything like that. But I mean, for a little bit there when it was pumping, everyone was saying the same thing. And it's like, well, you know, like maybe let me let me rethink a little bit, you know, but yeah, it's trading inception, my friend. Yeah, we knew it, huh? <laughs> Tell you what, when you've been in the crypto yams and uh, doing TC uh, for for this long, it definitely feels like you have some of it, you know? At least 10% inception power, you know? Give us a little bit of it. (laughs) Exactly. You can only, you know, you can only get run over so many times before you start to realize where the cards are coming from. Yeah, eventually, Frogger, eventually you beat it, you know, but... Exactly. 
Speaking of TC and everything, my friends, we had an awesome launch party this week. Uh, Alpha V2 is released. For anyone who's interested, you can head over to TripleConfirmation.com, click on our Start Alpha V2 button, get it all hooked up. If you filled out the form, you will have access to it. And you guys will love it. The interface has been vastly improved, completely updated. The swap works perfectly. Um, withdrawals, deposits, everything is there. It has just exited the last long trade for about a 30 to 35% uh, gainer and is looking to jump back into a short as soon as the everything's set up for it. So super exciting stuff. If you guys haven't been involved, you're just hearing about it now. Go over there. Check out tripleconfirmation.com. Check out the bot. You know, free to use at the moment until beta is released. You take advantage of it, guys. Super, super freaking awesome. The boys have worked so hard to get that launched for you guys. It's awesome. I can't, I can't say anything more. It's fucking awesome. All right. Jay, do you have anything else that you want to add, brother? Anything... Maybe uh, with any altcoins or anything like that. Well, in regards to alts, it's it's kind of hard, honestly. Like, if you look at the total three uh, chart, and I, I guess maybe like you're mentioning like a specific alt or two or something, but like, I'm just kind of not. A, it, yeah, I've missed out on some of those crazy rallies and all that. But like, who am I kidding that? Oh, of course, I would have bought GRT right at the bottom there and sold it at the top wouldn't have done that you know it's like i don't even give a shit because i know that like i'm probably gonna miss most of them anyways right so like hey some people they did well and there's a lot of people that are absolutely wrecked because they bought the top of that and now it's already down 30 percent from the top you know so there's but like i look at i look at the total three and it just doesn't look good to me man like I see another lower high, you know, it naturally there. And it's like, okay, like maybe we hold support at the, at that uh, previous resistance spot there, like 330, like 335, 330 billion. Maybe we hold that there, you know, but I mean, I don't know. I, I, I don't exactly see a lot happening in the alts quite yet. Personally, I still think there's possibly more room to go with alts before we're fully like reset on everything. Um, mm. even the, like the five day looks pretty, pretty rough to me. Like we're pretty right. capped out, going to turn around hidden bearish divergence the weekly as hidden bearish divergence forming though. Yeah. But like Normal. the monthly and the two week are like, come on, bro. How much more can you possibly sell? We need to pump a little here. So, mm -hmm. eh, you know, how much, how much more downside could happen in the meanwhile? It's possible, but like maybe revisit the lows. I definitely think is, is, a uh, is a possibility here right and it just it just comes back to the same thing we've been talking about that like if the bulls are going to pull through if everything's gonna you know continue we need to see this higher low this retest you know the first higher low that we would have we would have in like almost two years right as for as par like the daily goes but definitely right now yeah all this normal divergence stacked up in the inner day stuff the hidden bearish divergence going on here and the TC coming very quickly, potentially in the next day or two, as you know, and as well like TCA, right? We we came off the bottom of market structure at the zero line. We came up, we filled out all the fibs. It's completely filled out, right? As it was up here at three seventy seven, three hundred seventy seven billion. So you know, it it definitely makes sense that we're either coming back into our three eight two or our six one eight, right? Either at 338 billion or 
308 billion. One of those two levels that would be perfectly perfect, you know, get the get yeah. the bearishness out of our system. Um, let the bulls kind of take back control if they're going to, you know, keep these macros up, essentially. Well, I got and a wrench to throw at you then to to combine with that. Uh, what do you <laughs> think of Ethereum Bitcoin? Each BTC. I haven't actually looked at it since we talked about it last time a couple weeks ago. Um, let me pull it up quick. So what I'm seeing is lower highs on a little string here. We broke the lows on the last like couple weekly candles. Mm-hmm. Um, we're pointed down on stochastic on the weekly as well too, with extreme low volatility. We uh-huh. this is the lowest volatility has ever like ever been on the weekly ever, and that's eight. That's Seven years of data. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. So we've never had this low volatility ever. It, what are your thoughts of this being like, like, I still think we need to revisit the previous high from February 2021 at like 0.46, 0.046. That's the 382 fib oh. from the bottom to the top pull, right? The bottom in uh, September of 2019 to uh-huh. the high there in December of 21. And we never tested that. We like front ran it and like put in a lower high to me. I don't know, man. It doesn't look great. I'll give it that. I mean, the fact that we've just been held up here for this long. Well, I mean, we're still ranging in these midterms. So we still have support down here at 0.065 and 0.079. We'll just call it 0.08, you know, but it's it's almost looking art pattern ish. You can see that, right? We had this kind of early breakdown already um, back here in May and June, July of last year, which may have been the macro indicator that the overallness of this thing was turning around, right? You sometimes get these early kind of breakdowns. It comes back up. It tests the top. We didn't see the inverse of that while breaking to the upside. If we had, maybe it, it would have worked itself out. But I think that there's still potentially a lot of downside strength left here um because we didn't do that we didn't get a chance to you know test higher than uh than the local highs there yeah yeah i mean volumes coming down like crazy and i just don't want my bias to like because it's ethereum you know it's like well no it's a, a chart is a chart you know and it's like i'm trying not to just be biased to thinking it would just hold this as support you know and it, because why wouldn't it but at the same time like no you know, it kind of looks like it wants to come down like a bard exactly. That's exactly what I was thinking, actually. So, mm-hmm. yeah, and I mean, really, like because we're looking at the ETH BTC value, this coming down, you know, um, could mean that. What do I want to say here? I think the odds of Ethereum uh, dumping harder than Bitcoin is dumping is the more likely scenario than Bitcoin pumping so hard that Ethereum can't keep up, and that's why this drops. Like, I think if Bitcoin starts taking off, Ethereum is going to take off way faster, personally. I don't think it's going to lag behind as much as people may think. Right. It tends not to, right? It always seems to, like, Bitcoin pumps 3%, ETH goes up 6%. Bitcoin comes down 3%. Yeah, so I think the scenario playing out that we're talking about, I I think that probabilities are much higher that it's during a dump 
but that means we would have to have a dump. I just had to come in here and be bearish, you know? Just, just, <laughs> hey, there it is, man. There it is. Hey, I can only do like, what, two podcasts with any sort of bullishness, you know? No, gone. Dissolved. Giga Bear Jay is back. Woo! No, I love it, man. I love having your perspective, you know? I think you're a realist and you're honest and it's good to have, you know, that little sense of reality kind of kick in once in a while. You know, yeah, like me, this this round, this this pump, you know, I really was feeling it in those early stages of it, right? I really thought we were gonna bust through 25. Everything's gonna be, you know, fairy tales and and pixie dust and all that fun stuff. But it just, you know, the reality of it is that we've we've hit a very key resistance level. We are rejecting our last chance here is to bounce in the in the higher low fashion. And if we don't do that, if the bulls don't come back in and show strength at that level. Um, we'll we'll still bounce there, but we'll reject off twenty, and then we'll lose that level, and we'll probably push for a lower low. And that's the sad truth about it. If you know the rest of the market conditions continue turning around, you know, let's say the Fed starts pivoting, right? Pivoting points again. Never been a good thing. Looking back at all of history for the stock market it's even though it sounds great oh they're going into they're pulling back the interest rate right you'd think that'd be gravy it's not it never has been and that's the sad truth so even if we get two more increases 0.25 you know half a percent over the next two months three months and then we start pulling back i still think that yeah it's uh it's not good overall yeah you you want you want to know what though despite all of that grim sounding bad Sad stuff. Being a part of triple confirmation and the crypto yams, like we're just gonna trade it anyway, aren't we? And we're gonna talk about this and we're gonna and we're gonna play this, you know? So that's the beauty of it, is is we can actually watch this and hopefully understand what's coming and you know, be ahead of the market, man. Hundred percent. It's all about your perspective. Oh, well, Bitcoin's going down. That's an opportunity to make more Bitcoin. Opportunity to make more Bitcoin, boys. You make more and then it goes up and you have more money. It's a very simple uh, equation. You know, you make more of You're the asset. better entries. Think about it like that. Yeah, better entries. Make more of it. Happy, happy days ahead. You know, Bitcoin's future, the brightest, you know, future that we've ever seen still. There's, there's no changing that. It's already given the most returns out of any asset ever in history from inception. So I don't see that changing at any point. It's just... You know, sadly not. Absolutely outrageous. In the next four months. So, we'll see. Be very careful of what's happening over the weekend, my friends. Don't get faked out, pushed out of positions. You know, definitely right now, if you took the short, this area right now, um, $1,500 ETH, BTC at $21,500 down to $21,200. Definitely a profit-taking region if we do see some sort of shorter term bounce back into 22500 22800 potential for reshorting comes back into the game and that's what i'm doing for now again not financial advice never is um but as long as the midterms are still tc down daily's down 3 days down that sort of thing we're going to be looking for the midterm downside and to take advantage of that and to see what the weekly does over the next 2 to 3 weeks if it tc's back down we're probably going to hold these, you know, these positions for a much longer time. The longs from 16K 
will get completely closed if the weekly TC is down. And again, you know, to be seen, to be heard. We hope that you guys have a great rest of your day. Be safe. Get out and do stuff with your family. Don't just sit at your computer like a D-Gen. <laughs> we love you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye now. <laughs> <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye-bye.